Working Interferences is intended for mature audiences. Since the hosts never grew up, someone needs to be the adult. Interferences with Josh and Lance, the dental advice podcast for the average dentist. Here is Josh and Lance. Bros, what is up? Welcome to the Working Interferences Podcast Dental Advice Show. I'm Josh Waston. And I am Lance Timmerman. Lance, you got a wild hair up your ass this week, didn't you? Uh, you could call it that, yeah. <laughs> um. Why don't you just tell the listeners what you did? Okay. Well, um, we tend to, we can sometimes be impulsive. And uh, Monday, we were kind of, I don't know if it was lunch or something. And Holly's like, how long would it take to uh, drive to Mount Rushmore? Just apropos of nothing. Just out of uh-huh. Yeah. It's it, it, every once in a while, it'll come up over the years. Uh, you know, have you been here? Have you done that? And, and Rushmore is something neither of us have ever done. And so she's like, how far away is it? And so I got the, the Google app out and said, uh, hey, Google says 18 hours. She goes, okay, well, so I looked at her. She looked at me, kind of like our Super Bowl trip where we just said, if we could get a hotel, let's go. And uh, so we said, let's go on Monday. So we had some stuff to do. So we had to get some things done. And uh, by the time we decided, you know, we're going to go, it was, it was kind of late. So I said, uh, let's, let's just get up early tomorrow. Um, normally, I wake up just really freaking early. So Tuesday morning comes around and it's nine and she goes, yeah, you, <laughs> she goes, you were sleeping so well. I I just let you go. I'm like, when was the last time you slept until nine? It's been so long. So that's why she said, you know, just uh, I'll let you go. So we got kind of a late start. And so we made it all the way to Bozeman, Montana, and then pulled over, did a Cinco de Mayo dinner at a motel. And then, uh, what, yeah, was we got stuff a- open in Montana? Uh-huh. Yeah, although we're driving past these signs that 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 say um, all out of state people mandatory fourteen day quarantine, and we're like, I think we'll just keep that to ourselves and just keep yeah. going. <laughs> let me let me change my Seahawks shirt into yeah. a, a solid exactly. solid black tee. Yeah. So then the next day we got up early enough and got all the way to Mount Rushmore by uh, like three in the afternoon, and uh, went took some photos, and then. Uh, we got a hotel room, and then the very next morning, got back up and went home. Got home at midnight. <laughs> so, I mean, I love stuff like that. Like, I just love the adventure and the story more than uh-huh. more than the experience, the story. Uh-huh. Right. And the same thing, kind of with this, like the experience or the 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 key part is not seeing Mount Rushmore; it's the journey to get there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's like well, the, the road to Hana. Have you ever done the road to Hana in Maui? No. No. It, that's exactly what it is. Like it's it's about the journey. It's not about Hana because Hana is okay. a piece of shit. When you get there, it's nothing. <laughs> okay. It's just this road. It's this crazy road to get there, and it, that part's cool. But if you're doing it to get to Hana, you're always let down by it. So it's yeah. about the journey, not so much yeah. the destination. And I felt that a little with this. It was totally. We, you know, along the way, she's saying, "Google what's along the way," and we found there's in a place called Wallace, Idaho. There's a, a manhole cover in the middle of an intersection that says "Center of the Universe." And so we pull over and go take a picture next to this manhole and then kept going. <laughs> she goes, where's the biggest ball of twine? I'm like, I think that's Minnesota. Okay. Yeah. That's, I feel like that's out of the way. Uh-huh. Uh, isn't there another big thing carved near Mount Rushmore, Sitting Bowl or something? 
Yeah. So Crazy Horse is about 11 miles away. Yes. <laughs> so so we did that too. Along the way, we're, we're driving and, and we saw, oh, it was a rest stop. And we pull over and there's a map. And the cover of the map was Devil's Tower. So we're like, oh, hey, let's go see Devil's Tower. So it was about a 24-mile jaunt off of the I-90. Okay. Took a picture, got 24 miles back on and kept going. So, um, yeah, we were almost going to drive a little further and go to Badlands, but that was okay. another like two hours from uh, Rapid City. Okay. And so we're like, oh, that means four. Yeah. So we just couldn't pull the trigger on that one. Yeah. And we got a, <laughs> my daughter FaceTimes us. She goes, when did you guys decide to go to Mount Rushmore? She's in college doing it's finals week and stuff. And, and we're like, um, yesterday. She goes, I wanted to go. I'm like, well, you've got stuff to do. You're in college. She goes, yeah, but it's all online now. I could have just brought my, you know, Wi-Fi connection and my computer. It would have been fine. Well, next it's a whole new world, man. <laughs> Sorry, it's a whole new world. So, did you enjoy it? Do you I had like a great time? Okay, no, good. It was fun, and we we listened to just a ton of podcasts and a couple audio books. Okay, and so the 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 drive itself was yeah. You know, it was fine. Good. Um, good. I I. Uh, I saw you post something about like, hey, is Mount Rushmore open? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> about, about an hour after the, the response is when I said, yeah, we can go. <laughs> I, I, I knew what was happening. I knew what was coming. Uh, and I'm glad you did it. It's, it's, um, it's, it's one of those things I love to hear the stories. And I love the picture of you sort of smugly posed in front of uh-huh. Mount Rushmore. <laughs> Uh, something about like take your stay at home order and cram it or something yep, like that. That's exactly what we yep. mm-hmm. I like. I love it. I love it. I was just uh, uh, looking at my little outline document that I kind of keep a running document, which hmm. I haven't really yeah. used very much the last few weeks because we've been in our experimental phase. <laughs> sure. Um, our, uh, our bi curious phase uh-huh. of, of this show. And uh, so this is uh, one from, uh, I don't know, a couple months ago now. And it was something called Am I the Asshole? And it was about the time that they wanted to cut off my water for two hours. Oh, yeah. <laughs> do you remember that? Yeah, And like I do. The, the shit fit that I threw about uh-huh. being shut down for two hours? Uh-huh. That seems... <laughs> See, kind of minor now. It, yeah, I mean... Months. Yes. In retrospect. Uh-huh. Not that big a deal. Yeah, less. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I asked Andrea about it, and I was like, "Do you remember that time they tried to shut off my water?" And I went, "I went ape shit because they wanted me to close for two hours." Yeah, and she looked at me and she like turned her head like a puppy dog. Oh, <laughs> and like, like she like it, you did not it, know. It, no, she knew, but it was oh, like okay. in her mind that was like ten years ago. Oh, well, you know, and like to it. like to have all of this happen since then is crazy. We uh, opened yeah. half speed this week. Did you? Okay. We we thought we were going to, and then our yeah. dictator decided to push it out in four phases, and uh, we're in phase two. So uh, I'm I'm going to do a little soft open. Next What's week. phase one? Same as what it's always been. You know, essential. I think they lightened up on golf courses. That's such bullshit. Total bullshit. I'm sorry, but like golf courses are not essential. No, I don't. Yeah. I and I know there's golfers that are probably listening to the show. Like uh, J- Johnny Pasenic, which we God, we got to do our fucking uh, sauerkraut yeah. episode with him. Pashesnik, Pashesnik, whatever. These fucking Polish guys. <laughs> um, I know he loves to golf in one, but that's not uh-huh. essential. We are yeah. more essential than golf courses. I'm sorry. Uh, I would, I would think. Apparently, I'm wrong. But I what would is think- Happy Gilmore's quote? 
all you need to play golf is ugly pants and a fat ass or something like that. <laughs> like I can't remember. That's all I can think about. Yeah, that sounds about right. Um, all right. Yeah. So I, the, the idea of sort of a ramp, I ramping up is a good idea. I would tell you. Uh huh. Okay. So the soft open sort of deal. That's kind of what we did this week. Half speed. Did you have any uh, hygiene? Yeah. So I had one hygienist okay. a day for only half a day each. And that was mainly for them uh, and for okay. their comfort to get them sort of more comfortable and into it. And they all did fine. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there was one day where like it was a, a mom came in with her kid mm-hmm. and the mom had, was like ran up the stairs and was like kind of running late to get there. And she comes in the office and her temperature was like 99.9 or something like that. Mm-hmm. And so the one, like one of my hygienists was like, Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And I'm like, just have her sit down for five minutes, yeah. take the temperature again. It'll be 97.1 or whatever. So, sure. um, you know, that, that, that has calmed and, and I think it just is, it takes them time. Like I've the assistant that's been working with me doing emergencies for this whole time, uh-huh. um, is like no face shield level, level one mask hanging <laughs> off of her chin. She gives uh-huh. no F's at all. Um, and that's cause yeah. she's like, she's been around and she realizes it's no big deal. The hygienists have been cooped up at home, watching CNN all day, getting all fired up and getting all riled up about how dangerous the world is. Yeah. Um, so they needed, so they need kind of a little slow, you know, they needed, they needed a, uh, spring training, so to speak. Sure. So that's what we did. Had a bunch of stuff for them to do around the office. I was like, I I want drawers cleaned, and so like I'd watch them like go through and like pull out old stuff or nothing. No, 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 no. Drawers cleaned. That means pull everything out yeah. of the drawers, clean everything yeah. individually, wipe out the drawer, let the drawer dry, reorganize mm-hmm. everything, put it in. Like this is not just a quick, you know, fl- you know, thumb through the drawers or whatever. This was a uh-huh. whole deal and. Had them go to the storage unit, which I felt bad about because it was really hot that day. <laughs> and they cleaned out the storage unit. Um, wow. You're the taskmaster. Do you stuff own like that, a whip? Yeah. Do you own a whip? Do you just crack that? Uh, yeah. So it's mm-hmm. um, it's it's actually I purchased on eBay um, seven years ago. It was the actual whip used in the Whip It uh, video by Devo. Nice. And I have the flower pot hats that I put on as well. Sweet. When I, when I do crack the whip. No, it's just like, listen... I got the triple P. So uh-huh. my accountant's plan is to pay you for a bunch of hours this week that you're not going to work. Uh-huh. Well, you're going to do some manual labor here. I'm sorry. Like yeah. you're going to steam the floors. You're going to do all this stuff. Well, I'm paying you're you. You're organize everything. Yeah. Perfect. You're going to pay for it. Um, yeah. So they all seem okay. Now uh, starting on Monday, we'll be back to two hygienists. Wow. Um, most days. Uh, and normally I have three hygienists on Tuesdays and we're not doing that. Um, mm, okay. I have one hygienist who's like immunocompromised and Ooh, okay. frankly yeah. is a huge pain in the ass. I mean, yeah, if you're high risk, yeah, be, right. be smart. So stay at home, yeah. like, you know, probably, you know, th- that's the one thing that I think that I'm a little concerned about getting back next week is all the shuffle in mm-hmm. and out at the front when you add on another hygienist and mm-hmm. that another stream of patients. And so, you know, we're doing the typical stuff, no waiting room. Yeah. Um, you know, wait in your car. We'll text you to come up, take the temperature. I got more thermometers coming in next week. Yeah. Um, Mike just showed up. I got three thermal forehead from a distance. Yeah. One, the theater of safety. From a distance. Yeah. 
Um, yeah. So once you get that sort of stuff under control and then like, so I had a, uh, this was a good example of, of a, a problem with this whole system is I had a patient come in on Tuesday. Um, she's got worn front teeth. She had already been in for a consult. I recommended like she had dental alveolar extrusion, like go to ortho, intrude these teeth, and then let me just veneer them where they're at and sure. keep it really simple. Yeah. Um, and then so she's been thinking about it and they chipped up a little bit more and she's like, now I don't want to do ortho. So she wants to come in for a second, you know, second option or whatever. So I'm looking right. at her and I'm yeah. like, oh, okay. She's got pretty much, she has like virgin teeth in the back so I can open her up with composite and, um, and then open the space I need to do the restorations on the front. Um, so I come up with a treatment plan and it's, you know, a two page treatment plan of 10 grand or so of, of stuff. Um, it's really, so what we've been doing is after checkout, go down to your car, we'll text you or email you the treatment plan. And then after it's sent, Lorraine, my office manager will call and talk them through it. Uh-huh. That's easy on like, oh, you need an MOD on four and a night guard and bleaching and one crown. Like that's, those are easy conversations. Like an $11,000 conversation is a harder conversation to have. For sure. For sure. That way. And and not having somebody like in an office, in a consult room going over that. So that's bigger treatment plans are harder. Yeah. Um, so I know you do a fair amount of that. And so that's something that I think you, you guys should, should spend some time thinking about how you'll handle that because yeah. We, I hadn't thought about that so much. Um, and so it ended up like I ended up having to spend 30 minutes on the phone with her. And then her husband's a physician. Yeah. He gets on I'm, the phone. I'm wondering. So, I, you know, we're, we kind of brainstorming. I did a consult today. I, I signed up with a thing called doxy.me. And you can do these video consults. And what's kind of cool about it, you can share the screen. And Did you, did you have your shirt off? <laughs> I will neither confirm nor deny. <laughs> uh, I, that's what I told the judge. So I, we had the, the thing that's cool about it. I, you can share the screen. And so we have a PowerPoint presentation that I can kind of go over, you know, what would be entailed in this case and things like that. So my guess is maybe we'll be doing a doxy.me financial yeah. uh, presentation for the financial arrangements and things. That's the hard part because those are, you know, those are, there's a lot of questions with those and, uh-huh. you know, people like having a paper in front of them. You know, it just is, yeah. is that's a more difficult thing. And I can't imagine if you had like an older patient who you were talking about, like oh. you know, all on four. Well, not or, only that, I, I had a bunch of people sign up to do these virtual consults with me and then half of them just no show. I have, a yeah, that's why you to- shouldn't, that's why you have your shirt off. That's, yeah. that'll get come in. The, then the others were, they'll, They'll be there, but they forget to give permissions to the microphone or the camera. So, <laughs> so I, I actually wrote it's, a- it's exactly what happens to us because every time we do this, uh-huh. there's something wrong with my audio settings and we have to, I, well, I wrote we have to on wait. The, on the back of a piece of paper, it's somewhere down there uh, where it says turn on microphone and camera so I can put it up to the screen. So because the, they see me, they hear me. I just can't see or hear them. Yeah. And, and it's really hard to have a video chat if, if there's no audio and video to share. So, um, so you know, do they just like show you their teeth? Like, some of, some of them did a couple of them okay. then sent me a photo. And so I could actually look at it. Okay. And then, then it comes down to, okay, I have a few things that are prepared on PowerPoint and whatever, and I can share the screen and, and, and narrate it for them. Um, so with the, the, the one thing I do like about that is it's a lot more, it's a, it's a more natural transition to say, I've, I've done as much as I can by just with a consult. I really need to do an exam. 
Whereas when you're doing the exact same thing side by side, many of them are like, well, I'm here right now. Let's, let's do my exam. And they expect a free exam. Right. And I, I have a YouTube video explaining the difference between an exam and a consult. An exam, yeah. and, and most people just don't get it. So it's a little easier to, for them to understand when we do the video consult. And I say, well, now we need to do an exam. And, and it's clearly something different. That's the only <laughs> thing I like from it. Can you imagine Kenny on one of these fucking <laughs> virtual consults? A lot less pizza. Show me your butthole. Let me see your butthole. You want you want to see my daughter in law's butthole? Like <laughs> fuck, I can just imagine. <laughs> oh fuck! <laughs> yeah, I got you. You got me. <laughs> Should that be the title of the show? <laughs> show me your butthole on a virtual console. <laughs> <laughs> Show me your butthole. <laughs> oh, God. Well, maybe that's a practice builder right there. <laughs> and uh, where is his? He's in Marshall or some shit. S- some uh, podunk Texas town. Somewhere down there. I think he, uh, he's moving. <laughs> he does. Yeah. He surfaced. Uh, Josie um, uh, DeVideo uh, posted something the other day about right. he popped up on one of the groups. Uh, yeah. At some video that someone, I, 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 we were driving. I did a very good connection. So I'm, I'm in the middle of Montana and I'm clicking yeah. and I, so I couldn't see it. But yeah, I, I uh, he's Kenny. back. Kenny. Uh, uh, Lance, this is an advice show. Well, all right. <laughs> <laughs> we actually have a real question today. Okay. All right. I'm excited well. about it. Uh, we answer questions. We answer questions we find in all those neat little dental Facebook groups. We answer questions from Reddit. Reddit. We Stripe Health Dentists and dental team members their own unique brand advice. So please, we need your questions. They are the sustenance we crave. You can submit your questions to workinginterferences at gmail.com. Now, we don't want just any question, do we, Lance? Well, at this point, I kind of do, yeah. I'll, tell you, I'll take anything. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want a bunch of boring questions like, what's the best article about COVID products? Because we all know that Gordon and Rella's article that just was published by Dental Economics is the best article about COVID products ever. We want the questions that Gordon Christensen cannot answer. Wait. (laughs) Uh, Question from (laughs) Desiree. And that's literally what they typed. Desiree. I love that she typed this email. Fake ass email at gmail.com. <laughs> Sup, boys. I love, love the podcast. I have a weird situation that is perfect for you. This thing that's happened is making me wonder what returning to work might look like. I'm a DA and I work for a cool boss, but he's a weird tendency I discovered a few months ago before COVID tapped our asses without asking. We were working on a patient when his loop light battery ran out. He sent me to his office to grab an extra battery, and I saw his computer browser window. He had a weird website up that was called something like Heartbeat Underground, is all I remember at the moment. After doing some research over the last four weeks of being off, I realized my doc has a heartbeat fetish. So many things make sense now. Like, number one, he always takes vitals himself. He refuses to have an automatic BP cuff in the office. Two, he's constantly telling patients to close their eyes. Is he looking at their jugular? Three, 
He always seems to know when I'm stressed or nervous and asks if I need my BP taken. Four, he always comments on patients' necks. I don't know what I'm actually asking here, but is this a thing? Should I be worried? I love, love to hear your your take on what I should do here. Lance, um, mm. are you aroused by heartbeats? Well, I can't say that I am. Now, currently, I mean, give me, give me a little, uh, few shots, and maybe I will be. I do enjoy heartbeats because I like my well, patients to have them, especially when I'm sedating them. Well, I, I certainly prefer. I'm no necro. <laughs> I know what the term is. Okay. Oh, oh, uh, nec- are you taking like a ne- necrophiliac? Yeah, but what would be a caregiver in a necro scenario? Um, Necrophysician. I mean, I certainly am I'm yeah. not a, well, a corner. I mean, uh, yeah, right. Um, what, knock your trees to dead people? Well, that'd be the corner. Um, medical examiner, corner. A pathologist, I guess. Okay. I, I, both of which I am not. Right. So, yeah, I prefer my patient's breathing. Real life, yeah. Um, heart beating. I mean, that, right. I think that's a cool thing. I think it's a good Those thing Those are all good have. things. Yeah. But that does not mean that they turn me on. No, no. And um, now I got to do some web surfing on yeah. all the other fetishes. That are out there. I, yeah, well, that's the problem is you get into some dark shit. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm I did some my, searching. Afraid of my search history being yeah. left behind. Well, Lance, at this point, really, <laughs> to be honest with you. Yeah, yeah, true. So this is called cardiophilia. Really? Yeah. Whoa. So this is from a website that says cardiophilia is an erotic fixation to the human heart slash cardiovascular system. So it is a thing. It is a thing. Cardiophiles are people who are quite simply in love with hearts. Some, not all, uh, are uh, aroused by the sight, sound, or feeling of the heart slash heartbeat. Cardiophilia fetish also encompasses the auscultation kink, listening to heart sounds with their ear or stethoscope. Also, a pulse kink, feeling blood moving in any of the body's veins or arteries. So if you, um, you're doing the ultrasound and you're hearing the, the baby's heartbeat for the first time, does that make you a pedo cardio? I, I, I mean, if you're aroused by it. Okay, that's yeah. a deep, dark level. That's very dark. <laughs> very dark. Um, yeah, I, I gotta say that's not me. Problem one. Okay. Lance, you have to have a, a, like a screensaver that kicks on your private office computer after like two minutes. Yeah, you got to, this, this is, you just, just have to, this is a bad, bad form on his part. Yeah. Cause you never know when someone's going to end up in your office and uh-huh. listen, I'm not saying I'm looking at cardiovascular kink stuff, auscultation kink websites at, at, in my office. But I have up Reddit almost all the time. And sometimes there's shit on Reddit, bro. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I wouldn't necessarily want anybody to see that. No, no. So that's why you set your your, um, screensaver at two minutes. Two minutes is reasonable. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a decent decent amount of time. Where do you keep your loop batteries? Uh, In my office. So, yeah. I keep mine in the lab. Well, they're going there now. 
It's a good place to put them. So uh-huh. I, I think that's, I mean, this is, this is hindsight 2020 advice yeah. for yeah. a problem that's already happened. For sure. Let's get into the real problem. Okay. I think, all right. So having like one of these weird kinks mm-hmm. is like a blessing and a curse. Okay. Tell me. I'm like, I'm into tits and ass, right? Okay. Well, that seems like, pretty common. Right. Co- pretty common deal, right? Uh, not very unique. It's a, that's a blessing and a curse as well, but opposite. So it's normal okay. being into tits and ass, right? right? Like uh-huh. no one questions that. That's just is what it is. Every man is into that for the mm-hmm. most part. Yeah. Um, so it makes that easier. But tits and ass are also like stigmatized to the point that all, like pretty much all clothing items are designed to cover both of those things. Mm-hmm. So you don't get to see tits and ass very often. Like typically it's like someone you're in a relationship with, right? Like there's not just random tits and ass that you see unless it's right. on the internet. Okay. But if you're into feet, it's a blessing and a curse, but it's opposite. So it's a curse because like, you're the foot sucking weirdo, right? The Jets coach. Yes, exactly. You're Rex Ryan, <laughs> but it's also a blessing because like women just walk around with their feet out all the time. It's true. It's just like true. walk around the mall, mm-hmm. and it's like spank bang material for everywhere ages. you go, everywhere. Mm-hmm. You're the world is your spank bank when you're into something like that. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's like that's what this is like. He gets to like he gets to feel people's pulses and BPs and like break out his auscultation kink mm-hmm. and his pulse kink at work. Like he gets paid to do that shit. Yeah, and, but does that mean that uh he's gonna be sporting wood every time he does a, an I, exam and yeah. That that's a problem. Especially if he's wearing scrubs, because I'm back to wearing scrubs. Uh huh. <laughs> and it's, uh, yeah. I forgot about uh phantom erection phenomenon. Mm-hmm. That's, um, I, I, he can, pr- my bet is he, he could probably cover it up. Mm-hmm. Like at, at least physically some way compression shorts or something, Oh, you know, sure. do something to, but just to get to live that life of like, Almost every patient I see, hey, if I if I want to get a pulse on them, mm-hmm. if I want to like take their BP with my stethoscope and auscultate this shit, then no one's going to question that, right? Mm-hmm. right? Whereas like me as a dentist would be like, oh, you have a toothache on the lower right, like let me feel your titty, and that's <laughs> <laughs> not, not going to give her. Like I'm going to be leverage. on the news tomorrow. Yeah, I'm going to be on the news tomorrow. Yeah. This ain't going to happen to this guy. <laughs> no, so it's yeah. It's like, it's all right. So here's the deal for the assistant. Or do you think maybe, maybe he's like daredevil and he, except he has vision. So he can, he can sense your, your blood, your heart rate. And, and he, he's curious and he just wants to look at your jugular. <laughs> so no, <laughs> I don't, <laughs> I have to say I, my, my, uh, my user information database on Daredevil is not very large. Okay. So I don't know a lot about Daredevil. Is he the deaf and blind one? Just blind. He's just blind. So all of the rest of his senses are even better. Are heightened. So, yeah. So he's able to sense your heart rate. So we could like rate. take a BP just uh-huh. from listening, just like listening. without a stethoscope. Exactly. Exactly. That so. sounds miserable. Can you just imagine like hearing all the people's silent uh-huh. hearts all the time? 
Jesus. You just hear uh, you at a target. Well, it's just not only that, ripping ass everywhere. Not only that, if all your senses are heightened, so is his olfactory. So he's smelling it worse than you. Not only, yeah, not only can he hear someone 17 aisles over uh-huh. ripping ass Crop and smell it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. God. <laughs> it's miserable. Um, the, the question comes to the assistant. Okay. Does this bother her? It doesn't sound like it did, but does now. Of course, no, she's just, she discovered this right before the Rona shut her down. Yeah. So so she's been thinking about it. She didn't have to think about it. So she's probably focusing on it way more than she ever would have because she's all the time in the world. When I was in college. Uh Uh-huh. Um, one of my friend, my friend, uh, Cody Berenson, Cody's girlfriend, and I'm trying to remember her name was, I think it was Trisha, but it could have been Tammy. It started with a T. I remember that. I think it was Trisha. Okay. Trisha, (laughs) Trisha was a, a bartender at a fairly like touristy bar on sixth street. Okay. Um, and so, you know, that like comes with a clientele of like people who are like in town, like, t- mm-hmm. you know, the tourist crowd, right? right. The, right. the people, it's not like a, a, a well-known established, you know, like locals place. Okay. Um, so a bunch of weird people fucking ended up in that bar all the time. Sure. Um, and some guy, I remember this because Cody was like, we're going to beat the shit out of this guy. Some guy offered her a hundred dollars to look at her feet. I was like, Fuck, that's the easiest fucking hundred dollars yeah. you're ever going to make. Like, make why would you say no to that? That's right. You don't give a shit. Like, yeah. I'm looking at, you're walking around this apartment with no, with no shoes on. I'm looking uh-huh. at your feet right now. Right. It's not like he, it's not like he asked, you know, it's not like he said, I'll give you a hundred dollars if you stick your finger up my ass. Like it was a hundred dollars. Like, Let me look at your feet. Who I mean, gives this, a shit? This isn't boofing. Right. It's like the most banal thing. Like, like what? Yeah. You want to look at my gross feet? Look at my gross yeah. feet. Give me the hundred bucks. Like, yeah. I'm a hundred bucks richer. Joke's on you, old man. You want to go home and pleasure yourself looking to, to the thought of my feet later? That's no skin off my back. Like, you're yeah. going to do it anyway. Exactly. So, uh, to me, as an entrepreneur, Lance, uh-huh. I would use this as an opportunity. Okay. Wouldn't you? Oh, hell yeah. Like, so he's into looking at your neck, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. It gives a shit. Like, like vampires. You're crying with your neck all the time. Yeah. Like, if it does weird you out, then you just put on a turtleneck. I guess it would be good to know what city, because I, I think turtleneck in San Antonio, that would probably be pretty hot. Well, but now, like, now we're in fucking atomic PPE mode. I don't yeah. think anybody would question that. Well, that's true. That's true. The other way, the other way to beat this, if you don't want him to look at your neck anymore, uh-huh. just get something fucking tattooed on your neck. <laughs> That'll keep him off your neck, probably. Uh huh. Be my guess. Um, but it, like, I would use this as like, you, you know that you know that GIF, that meme that's uh, Boromir from Lord of the Rings. Okay. And it says like, it is a gift. And it's you use it like whenever there's something like like this is a gift. You know what turns this fucking guy on. You can turn his screws. You well, can wear like certainly it's good to know right what cards you have to play. Yes, absolutely. And don't let him know you know. Well, I mean, but I'm, you want to raise, you go with you know show your clavicle. Yeah, for sure. Do it all. You get like the the scrubs that you know they have all these different kind of cut scrubs now that like. Uh-huh. 
the 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 more fem- they're different brands that make like the more feminine cut scrubs that show more neck. Right. And like you just start working that shit. Hell yeah. I, I mean it's like, you know, if 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 you if you were a dentist who was just an ass man and you're an assistant with a great ass, mm-hmm. like that's good for the assist. I'm not, and I'm not like I'm not saying like he should you should grab your assistant's ass or whatever, just like if you knew that you could work it a little bit and, mm-hmm. and and work it to your advantage if you wanted to, if you wanted to, if oh, you're into job it. security, job security. Right. So this is like the easiest thing there is. Like you're not having to wear tight shirts. You're not having mm-hmm. to like do the Monica Lewinsky, like, Oh, I wear my thong and Oh, you saw <laughs> my thong. Like you don't have to do any of that. Uh-huh. It's just your neck. Uh-huh. Your neck's out anyway. Exactly. I, I would work this shit. Definitely. I let him take. I let him like auscultate your neck all the time, whatever he wanted, man. For sure. And just be like, whenever when performance review season comes around, uh, how do you word it though? Like, how how does the assistant say bring this up in in performance review? I don't think you do. I think you just wear a V neck. Yeah, and uh, you just really work it. Oh hell yeah! Because then I think that sends a signal like, hey, listen, I know what's going on here, and it may be throwing you know. Spray some uh, perfume there and just say, uh, "Can you can you tell what this what the smell is?" Because then he has to put oh, his yeah. nose right there, right, right there, uh huh, right there. Let's look up weird medical fetishes and see what else there are. Well, there's a gynecology fetish. Yeah, that that's an obvious one. <laughs> Does that count? Um, uh, there's a, something just called medical fetishism. It looks like. Okay. Oh God! Listen to this. This is from uh, the Reader, which is uh, an independent Chicago newspaper. I'm a gay medical student with a medical fetish. <laughs> That's convenient. Oh, and I can't even open up to my therapist about this. I think the fetish started when I was young. I was once in a hospital and given a suppository for a fever. Jesus, this is rough. Then one time I was given a fleet enema. Just one time. I don't think the butt stuff turned me gay. God, why am I reading this? But my fetish may stem from an aspect of being controlled. I grew up in a very conservative religious household. I've never been in a relationship. uh, And I don't know that I could have one while hiding what turns me on. In my profession, we have to be confident and even sort of dominant in our roles as providers. But underneath, I'm incredibly submissive. I didn't go into medicine for this reason. We have very strict professional boundaries and ethical expectations, but I have no problem with that. I expect my job to be very, very, be very clinical and boring, but outside of work, I feel like my sexual desires need some kind of outlet. I don't think you have to worry about these two things conflicting because have you ever given your doctor an enema? <laughs> or a suppository? Are you asking me? <laughs> right. Like um, I've never I given my physician an enema. Or deny... I feel like it goes the other way. You're going to be doing this to other people, and that part of it doesn't turn you on. So no. this guy is going to be fine. I, yeah, I think you're safe. Um, <laughs> so that's that's medical fetishism. Um, let me say, I want to find different medical fetishes. Have you heard of uh, a basiophiliac? No, it's into leg braces or other orthopedic appliances. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, so th- this is on Wikipedia. There's a physical examination fetish. 
Okay. There's a temperature taking fetish. They would, though these fucking people, the temperature taking fetish people are like off the fucking chain right now. Yeah, right now they're. How excited are they about this? They're loving the Rona. Have we checked to see if maybe they're the ones that started this? Yeah, yeah, they, they're the culprit. You've got anesthesia fetishism, which I don't think they're talking about like Stanley Malamed anesthesia. How about about hobophilia? It's all about sexual fantasies with homeless people. (laughs) Is that real? Did you just make that up? No, I got on Thrillist.com. I'm pretty sure you could get that for five bucks. I'm pretty sure you're... That's an easily attainable... Yeah. The anesthesia fetishism is real dark to me. Yeah, well, it's going to be expensive too. Well, and also like when someone's under anesthetic, they're virtually dead and or their life depends on you. And that's like a, that's like a small, like that's a easy step from that to like serial killing and murdering. All right. How about axolism? Oh God. It's the desire to have sex with someone's armpit. Okay. <laughs> that's, I mean, I've heard of, have you? No, I've not heard of that. Oh, okay. I have heard of like, I'm trying to think of a better way to put this. Without just saying it, because it's crass. Not that that's ever stopped us. Yeah, as I say, when a, a guy puts his penis between a woman's breasts. Okay. She isn't that far off of the axilla. Okay. It's, I mean, it's, it's like, it's in the same zip code. Uh huh. Don't you think? I, I think you're, well, you're eight inches away. Right. That's a, but it's more it, like at least breasts are sex, like erogenous zones and uh-huh. uh, a, a object. I don't want to say object. That's not the right word. Um, body parts that men are typically into, whereas armpits are gross. Right. <laughs> uh huh. What else you got? You've heard of, let's see if I can say this, Ursus um, gal, Galmatophiliac. Does it have something to do with hair? No, they get Randy from teddy bears. Oh, Jesus Christ. So he must have loved Ted. Yeah. <laughs> a walking, talking teddy bear. Uh-huh. This sounds like a, a fucking Boston air. Yeah, talking about the fucking Red Sox. It makes you doubly want to fuck that bear. It's like, I just put something in that bear's mouth to make it shut up. So it's not talking about, yeah, fucking Mookie Betts over there. We traded him to the Dadgers for nothing. Yeah, let's go find Sully. Yeah. <laughs> Big Patty. Um, so, yeah. uh, how about climacophiliacs that achieve sexual arousal from seeing someone fall downstairs? <laughs> I don't achieve sexual arousal from that, but I do enjoy it very much. So I'm like, I'm adjacent to that, okay. where I just like, uh-huh. I like seeing people fall down. It's one of my favorite things. <laughs> but can you imagine, like, no, you're you're in it. You you work in a white collar profession, you're an attorney uh-huh. and you're at your office building and you're like, you're in a nice suit and you're headed to a deposition and you have this weirdo illness and <laughs> you're walking up to your deposition and you see someone fall down the stairs and you just jizz yourself. There's just <laughs> jazz them all in your pants. Like, wh- what do you do at that point? Like, do you go home and change? Well, I think yeah, I got to ask for a continuance from the judge. Or do you keep an extra suit at the office? Because 
I guess if there's a risk, you better be wearing diapers at all times. That's I isn't you this like a lot of these things. I just wonder if these things are real. Yeah, I don't know. Like if this is just like people like it's the same thing with phobias, you know? Uh huh. Yeah. The, uh, acrotomophilia, acrotomophilia, arousal to amputation. That's the other thing that makes me think none of these things are real. It's because they have pronounce- names that can never be pronounced. Uh huh. <laughs> Tell me. Uh, let's see. That's gross. Uh, you never hit it. What was it? Is it too gross to say? Oh, yeah. Uh, coprophilia, arousal to feces. That's it. Yeah, that's a tough. I thought that was scatophilia. That probably is that too. That probably. Okay. Um, is there any is there any philia where you get turned on by asking someone to show you their butthole in a virtual concert? <laughs> is that Wilstedophilia or something? Probably, probably. Yeah, uh, fraterism, arousal to touching a stranger surreptitiously in a crowded place. Okay, that's that's weird and dark too. A little bit. Like that seems fairly innocuous, like, yeah, whatever. But that's like, that's a weird, like trying to get away with something that you're not supposed to like violate someone's personal space. That's, that's like, there's, that's a, that's a rapist waiting to happen. Yeah. A little bit. Or you ever heard of Melissa Philia? <laughs> Does it have anything to do with Melissa Joan Hart? Uh, it could be. Arousal to bees and wasps. Oh, Okay. Oh, there! That's another one. He's fucking rock hard right now. Oh yeah, with the murder I watched with the murder, murder hornet, yeah. which is pretty close to you. Yeah, it's just a, a couple hours drive north. Oh, those fucking things are coming for you, Lance. Coming right for me. So I, so here's the thing. I've I've been into those in the past because I just love like big animals that just eat the shit out of other animals. So like okay. Shark Week, you know, I love oh. that. Um, and I've seen like shows on on Nat Geo about these. Giant Asian hornets is what they've always called. They never call them murder hornets. <laughs> Giant Asian hornets that will decimate a beehive, and they I've seen, and they just decapitate all of all of these bees. Um, and the bees' only defense is like if they can cluster up around them and they vibrate enough, it can raise the temperature like five degrees, and the hornet can't handle it, and the hornet like has heat stroke. Oh wow! Um, so these things have been around forever. Uh, and, and there's a, there's used to be a show on, it was either Nat Geo or one of those. There was this guy, his worst job in the world. He would just get like the most painful insects and he'd go and find them and then just like let them bite him or sting him. And so he got one of these and he puts it on his arm and he's like holding it with cotton forceps and he puts it on his arm and it like immediately stings him. And it just looks like there's a softball growing in the middle of his forearm in about 20 minutes. Ugh. That's how like swollen he got. And and the only thing he could, uh, it was like still, he was still in pain like nine hours later from one sting. Um, oh man. So the, the mortar, murder hornets, man, if, if someone's turned on by bees and wasps, like that thing has to be just like, phew, that's like the, the Splood, Anderson sex tape. Yeah. Lose the death. I mean, you'll just, yes, you're done. Right. I just like never leaving your house because mm-hmm. you're just watching constant murder hornet. It's kind of like a, uh, do you ever see South Park? And uh, they, the one of the dads, um, was yes. painting for a while. We finally yeah. did. The whole room was covered. That's what's happening right now for those people who are turned uh-huh. on by by wasps and hornets. Uh-huh. Weird fetishes are are just those things. I wonder if somebody claims that they have that to be different, and they don't actually they don't actually feel like. 
like the wasp and hornet doesn't actually turn them on, mm-hmm. but they heard about it at some point and they want to feel different from everybody else. So yeah. they just make this thing up. I could see that. Yeah. It makes sense. It's, it's the same thing with phobias. I, I feel it's, it's all the same kind of thing. I think it's, there's so many of them now. I don't think any of them are in the DSM. Like, I don't think any of these are like accepted in the world of psychology and psychiatric medicine, Probably. but, but you can find them on like, what did you say that was? What Thrillist. Website? Thrillist. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's not exactly like psychiatry today no. journal or whatever, you know, not peer reviewed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'd like to see that like a masthead of who's on that editorial board right. for, for Thrillist scientific publications. Uh-huh. Um, so back to our assistant friend Desiree. Oh yeah, you and I both feel like this is this could work to her advantage. Oh yeah, she's 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 got him where she needs him. Got him by the the uh, short what are hairs. the short hairs? Is that mm-hmm. what they say? Yeah, I don't know if that's true anymore because I think I don't know. Maybe it it still is because like I can take care of that myself. I can't take care of this quaff up up on top <laughs> of my head. I heard you say online that you've been getting your haircuts like normal. Uh huh. Same, same. Who rep- cut your hair? This hairstylist that uh, also has a chair in her house. So we just went to okay. her house. She has the whole family. So we just went, all right, you're closed down. We'll go over. Uh, we'll bring lunch. And, and she was cool with that? Oh, yeah. She's good for her. Yeah. Good for her. I'm not cutting mine. I'm going to go get it. Like, I'm going to get my neck shaved. And you should get it I'm braided. Out this You'd boy. be like Bo Derek and put beads in it. Uh, it's not that long. <laughs> I'm enjoying like running my hands through it. I bet. It's been a long time since I've been able to do that. I used like, to have I mean, long hair. A couple years ago, it was one of those passive aggressive. Let's just see. You know, I just wasn't getting it cut or I wasn't cutting the way that Holly was used to it. And I was just waiting for her to say anything. And she just never would. And it kept getting longer and longer. It's like a Mexican. At this point, it's just uh-huh. a Mexican standoff to see. And I, I then I, I was doing, giving some, I, I had to give a lecture in, in, in Vegas. And at this point, it was just to the ugly stage now. I just look stupid. Yeah, you're in the Dino stage. And I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> Do you know who I'm talking about? No. Dino, he's that, he's that dentist who has like the crazy, terrible haircut. He's in Cincinnati. And he's got crazy hair. He's like a meme now. Huh. Oh. Uh, Is yeah, his name it, Dino? It's Gino. Yeah. Gino Gen. I can't say his last name. Super nice guy. He actually was doing LVI the same time I was. So I, I've met him a bunch of times and super cool guy. Uh, just His name is Gino? Yeah. I thought it was Dino. No, and he's super nice. And people give him shit, then he knows his hair is just different. But he likes it. So, Dr. Gino, you're right. Gino. Yeah, exactly. That's D. Gianna Antonio. Yeah. Damn. But yeah, that big billboard in the in the airport itself. So, I mean, he even had what was Leno was making fun of him. He's like, "Hey, just just fuck my shit up." Yeah, that's yeah, that's the meme. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. Yeah, his wife is hot. There's a picture of his him and his wife on Reddit. His wife is hot. Yeah. Nice. Um. So anyway, so your hair is getting long, and Holly's not bringing it up at all, saying nothing. So finally, it was after I finally had my my fill after my lecture, and then I just I was trying so much product in my hair to try to have some sort of control. But anytime it gave up, then I just looked weird, and it was. If you look in Facebook far enough back, you'll see it's just out of nowhere. I got just a couple months of just stupid looking hair, or just shag, <laughs> and then and then I finally just cut it back to normal. 
your brother's doing some stupid shit right now with his hair. Ah, uh, he's always doing stupid shit with his hair. I mean, it was a couple of months ago he shaved it all off completely, but he left the big old Fu Manchu kind of. He looked like a pugilist from 1910. I think he should he should do the opposite <laughs> Fu Manchu, uh-huh. where he has the he shaves it all, but there's a Fu Manchu on the back of his head. I think he did at one point. <laughs> That's that'd be great. I would enjoy that. Um, <laughs> I think there's a photo. Yeah, I'll find it. Good old Clint. Uh, um, yeah, I don't think I'm going to cut it. I think I'm going to leave it long. Andrea likes it, so I'm going right. to leave it out there. I'm going to leave it out there. Um, so you are thinking of doing a soft opening next week? Yeah, yeah. We'll just no hygiene. Well, partly because my hygienist retired because she was freaked out with the Rona. Is this so. the new bird lady? Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. And she, I have that, to be honest with you. It makes me want to recommend new bird less. Well, I think part of it was she's got as soon as the Rona started happening, it um the demands she's going crazy. She she really hasn't stopped working because she's been doing out the production has been triple what it ever has been. And so part of it's because, you know, a little bit scared of the the Rona, but partly because they've got so many orders to fill that uh she's just busy. They they make it all in her garage. So so yeah, we're, we'll be looking. I got a couple of resumes that have responded, so we'll we'll see. How I'm, I'm tempted to just say, you know what? Screw the whole hygiene uh, profession, and uh, see the see if the comfort dental model is is my my next step. Certainly Afta? tempted. Do you get you guys have EFTAs? We do, we do. It's hard to find them, but if it, I I've worked with a couple, and when I did, it was it was a dream. It was awesome to work with them. So nice. I'll bring one of those in and let them do some hygiene. Nice. Best food you ate on your road trip? Best like truck stop, fast food, whatever. Like what was the uh, best thing you ate? Where were we? Um, we we just wanted something normal when we got to Rapid City. So that night we went to found an Olive Garden and they'd only been open. We actually could sit down. Everywhere else, we kept having to buy stuff and, and make it to go. We actually got to sit down in the Olive Garden there in Rapid City. You're getting um, truck stops all over the Midwest and, and Olive Garden is better than those? Well, truck stops like Flying J. I mean, we're, we're, like a gr- like that's some of the best burgers in the world are at like Trash House. Yeah, uh, uh, truck stops like that. Well, on Cinco de Mayo, we we pull into the uh, the hotel, and I'm like, "Is there a Mexican restaurant? It just feels like we should have a you know a, a Corona and a, and a and a burrito." And they're like, "Yeah, right across the street is Fiesta, Fiesta Mexicana." So we went across the street and got. And uh, then you drove 12 hours together in the car the next day. Uh-huh. Uh huh. 12 or 13, yeah. And, um, <laughs> uh, no, it wasn't quite that. It was more like nine. Cause we, we left at seven and we got to, we pulled over. I think we got to, um, the, uh, devil's tower right around 1130 or 12. We were in Sturgis around one. And then yeah, it was probably about three that we pulled into rapid city and cool. Mount Rushmore. I mean, because of, um, our, our, our sister podcast, the uh, implants, dentist implants and worms sponsored by Boyd's uh, spirits right there on Mount Rushmore road. So I pulled over and got a picture in front of Mount Rushmore road and sent that to Justin. Nice. And then I went inside to let them know. I said, Hey, yeah, I'm a big fan of the podcast you guys sponsor. And they're like, the what? <laughs> <laughs> I said, did you know you sponsor a podcast? No. <laughs> I'm like, Oh, so I took a picture. Pretty- with Taco yeah, Johnny. Just, their marketing director probably wasn't there that day. <laughs> uh huh. So they gave me the tour. It's a pretty nice place. Pretty big. If, you know, for all your boozy needs, they got them all. Good selection. 
Nice. Nice. Well, maybe Boyd's Wine and Spirits will flip us a few shekels for mentioning them. That would be fun. If you ever go visit uh, Mount Rushmore. Well, apparently we're going to have to go back because since a lot of things were just closed down, and my my other daughter was kind of upset that she she had to find out on the internet that my family's three states away. It's gone. (laughs) It's up and left. (laughs) Up and vanished. Uh Uh-huh. Uh, well, it's good to have you back in the Pacific Northwest. Good to have some Thanks. questions. Yes. Um, I've got a stash of a few questions that are great. Okay. Good. Um, we're going to do them kind of a, a, just like this sort of one question episode over the next couple of weeks. All right. Um, and we're going to have to have a little, I still have some special episodes that I want to get to. Uh-huh. I, I, we're going to have to have a special episode this weekend because we have not talked about the last dance yet and we got to talk about last dance. That's right. Um, which I'm just like well, loving every minute of and watching every second I can and rewatching it every time they air it. Um, and I still want to do a sports rewatchables with you, Clint and Craig Harder um, over Super Bowl 50. All right. Which is, wait, no, not Super Bowl 50. 48. 48. That's when the Seahawks won, right? Yep. Okay. That's, yeah, the Seahawks and Broncos I think would be a good one to do um, just because it's an interesting game. Yeah. Um, and uh, and and it would be fun to get Craig on. And I'm I'm a fan of both teams. I like the Broncos and the Seahawks. Well, nice. Um, so so I kind of be a, a middle party. Yeah, um, I can be a middle party and uh, be between you and Clinton and Craig. So that that'll Perfect. be fun. All right. We haven't talked to any of these people about doing any of these things yet. No, not yet. <laughs> so <laughs> we'll see what happens. Yeah. But uh, the one thing I do know is nobody's fucking busy. So. No. Um, no, you know, I know them better to do. Let's 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 right. reminisce. Uh, for uh, oh, uh, you have a song. Yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. Let me get through the end here. Uh, share this with your friends. Uh, if you've got anybody who's into medical fetishism, um, let them know about this show. Um, <laughs> I'm sure someone would find this entertaining as we insulted them for basically 40 minutes. Uh, if you know anybody who's asked to see a patient's butthole on a virtual consult. Tell them about the show. Uh, <laughs> rate and review. Uh, uh, what's your favorite number, Lance? Big fan of five. I love the number five. It's great. Uh, I think at some point, Robert Ori wore number five for the San Antonio Spurs. Big shot, Bob. All right. um, and uh, so that's a, that's a good number. Um, uh, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify. If you're flicking through Podbean, flick five stars. Hit us up on the web, workinginterferences.com. Hit us up on all of the social bullshits. Social Facebook, bullshits. Working Interferences with Josh and Lance, or Funny Shit for Dennis and Dental Team members. Uh, Twitter, at Winterferences. Instagram, at Winterferences. Lance can be found on Instagram, at DMD. I can be found on Instagram, at Joshua Austin DDS. Smash that follow button. Lance, tell me about your song. Well, Weezer has a new album that's going to be released in a couple weeks. I and heard that. they released a song went back in September, the end of the game. Used that song at the end of our episode a while back. And they just released recently song number three on the album called Hero. So it's fresh off the presses. And uh, Is it about healthcare workers, Lance? I believe so. Is yeah. it? <laughs> they're, they're the real heroes. Not all heroes wear capes. Alicia Keys did this song. Mm-hmm. By the way, is that her real name? I don't know. There's a piano player whose last name is Keys. Seems uh, seems a little on the nose. Maybe. Uh, CNN did this big release of her song, and it's just like it's the same thing that happened. You remember after 9/11, and we just couldn't get enough of these fucking firefighters and policemen. Yeah. 
this is like that. And so, and then now, like now we can give a shit about policemen and firefighters, like right. whatever. <laughs> That's how it's going to be in like 11 months. Nobody's going to give a shit about healthcare workers anymore. I did this. I don't know. Just like the Alicia Keys song was terrible. It was, a, it was obvious. Like she threw it together, like in 15 minutes in her fucking living room, like, and just like forced words together. And it was just not good. Mm. So I, I'm hoping that Weezer's is better. Weezer's always good. Okay. Always good. Always good. My, with those healthcare workers, what I wonder is, have you seen these videos of them doing all this choreography and stuff? Like TikTok shit? Sure. I guess. It, I mean, yeah. I mean, like but, where they, they, they like slap dances and stuff like that? Yeah, yeah. They, they look, if they're so slammed, when did they have time to practice? So. Uh, <laughs> hot take from Lance. <laughs> I take I take from Josh Lance. Fuck the healthcare workers. That's <laughs> right not your, what we're saying. People. Right in your PPE. That's, that's not what we're saying. Um, well, I mean, I think it came from is like, and that's the interesting thing is like, do you remember when this whole thing first started? And it was like hashtag flatten the curve. Uh huh. Like the idea of us staying home was like, okay, so the hospital doesn't get crushed all at once. Right. It wasn't stay at home till the virus is dead. Right. It was stay at home so that we delay and draw out this hospitalization curve, right? Right, right, exactly. And people totally forgot about it. Yeah. And so I was, every day I would get up and, and Andrea would look at like how many hospital beds are filled in San Antonio, how many are open, how many ICU beds are open, how many ventilators are being used, and how many ventilators are open. Uh-huh. And we never once like even came close to like half of capacity. Uh-huh. So it was like, obviously like, we're doing what we're supposed to do, right? right? Right. So I think there was like a lot of this push and yeah, I mean, certainly like New York, they're getting crushed. Italy, they're getting crushed. It's a little bit different. I think in other cities and states, it was like, hey, like, let's gear up. It's like the pizza restaurant on Super Bowl Sunday, like all right. hands on deck. Mm-hmm. And then they get there and it's like, oh, there's not, not that many people. Like, we're not full. Well, they even. And so the there's army, probably a lot of time. The army put a whole bunch of like a thousand beds right in Bear Century Link Field and no one ever used them. Yeah. You know, it cost $10 million to do, but. Oh, sure. Great. Let's well, go. I mean, the Seahawks aren't using it, so we might as well throw some beds in there. Well, makes sense. Yeah. Especially if you've got hobophilia. Yeah. So that's, I think that's when, I think that's where you see the, the, the medical guys doing TikTok. That's, that's where I think that comes from is like, hey, uh, we got all hands on deck and we ain't got that many patients to see because exactly. everyone's at home. So yeah. anyway, uh, we're going to get in trouble because we talk shit about medical professionals. Uh, it was not my intention. Uh, all right. The only medical professionals I'll talk shit about are the people that are appear in that pandemic video. <laughs> Did you watch it? I never watched it. I, I it's could, such dog shit. I, Do not watch it. I could tell from the beginning it was going to be stupid. And it's then- total dog shit. There's, there's these people who are quote unquote doctors in it. And they're actually just like anti-vaxxer bullshit people. Mm-hmm. Like, don't, this is like loose change. Do you remember loose change? No. After it was after 9-11, there was this video called loose change that circulated. That was like the government blew up the twin towers. Like it was just, it's, it's all along that same line of bullshit. Yeah. So those healthcare workers that are in pandemic. Yeah. Those guys can take a long walk off a short pier. For sure. The other ones, you know, I don't know, maybe don't TikTok so much. Yeah. Try to That's look, try actually to advice everybody could have. Yeah. Don't TikTok so much. Uh-huh. <laughs> For Lance Timmerman, I'm Josh Austin. Peace. 
Stay fresh, cheese bags. from my eyes But now I know it never was my destiny It's not my place in life, not who I'm meant to be And I don't need the glory, I don't need the fame And I don't wanna wear this cake Cause I'm the inside I know it won't last On the inside I'm an outcast One identity If silence is the voice of a new generation